Thank you, listeners, for for tuning in. So we'll we'll dive right into things. So beginning with introductions, this is Pastor Mark. I am the pastor of discipleship and youth here at Community Church. I'm joined today by Pastor Jim Busker, our lead pastor, and Julie Sylvester, our director of children's ministries. So this podcast is just a a follow-up from this week's sermon, but it's also part of our, our greater effort uh, as we're kind of coming together as a children's ministry vision team, we're, we're looking at where the children's ministries are at now, and we're trying to, to look forward and, and maybe lay some, some plans for leaning into to God's blessings in this area. So we just wanted to, to take a few minutes this morning as, as staff members to review a, a little bit of... Uh, kind of the, the foundation of children's ministries in, in general, and hopefully this will prompt some ideas, some thoughts in you as we move forward into subsequent sessions, but uh, we'll have more on that later. So let's jump into our, our first question for discussion this morning, which goes to Julie, which is just, Julie, tell me a little bit about what is the purpose of children's ministry? We're making little disciples. We're teaching who Jesus is at their level. I want our kids to love Jesus more than anything else and receive him as their savior. That's great. That's great. And and Jim, as we're we're keeping this purpose in mind, looking at what the Bible, what scripture is telling us about children's ministry, first tell us what does the Old Testament say about children's ministry and are there any particular examples that come to mind? Well, that's a good question to ask because in in one sense, someone might say the Old Testament doesn't talk about children's ministries, at least as far as we understand children's ministries in the church today. Um, And they're kind of right when they say that, and yet not, because the Old Testament does, in fact, in detail, give a very prominent place to uh, educating our children, where at least back in those days, uh, a lot of it and probably most of it was done in the home. Um, and, and I want to show that by just sharing a couple passages of Scripture uh, where they just gave a very prominent place for training their children uh, to fear God and to love Him. So let me share a few passages, first from Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, uh, which some know is called the Shema, these words, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them upon your children, okay? So here we have the beginning of what we're supposed to do with the knowledge of God given to us and the knowledge of Jesus. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. As you see in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, impressing who God is is a big deal and was a big deal to the Hebrew believers, and it remains a big deal to us as well today as we continue to impress who Jesus is on the hearts and minds of our children. 
Another place in the Old Testament that talks about uh, teaching our children is Psalm 78, which some of us heard uh, a good sermon this past Sunday on from Pastor Mark. In fact, I believe you can find that at our, at our website if you would like to hear it. Uh, these words from Psalm 78, my people hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter things, things from of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. It's so interesting in this passage how uh, we are to pass on, kind of like a baton in a relay race, as, as one runner passes it on to the next. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and his wonders. Now, of course, uh, in this New Testament age, centered in the person of Jesus Christ, so that the next generation would know them, and that one ger- generation would teach the next generation to their children and children's children to put their trust in God, uh, to love Jesus, and, and to uh, just to live the Christian life. Uh, 78 is a powerful message regarding uh, children's ministry in this regard. And then one more. Um, there's a, in the book of Proverbs, which has to do with wisdom literature, and, and talking a lot about fathers and mothers. It says uh, in a more familiar verse to some of us, Proverbs 22, verse 6, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Just those words of instruction given to fathers and mothers, uh, to believers, get your children off on the right start. And uh, all that has to do with teaching them through children's ministries about who Jesus is and, and what he means to them. I, I really like that that image of uh, running a race and, and passing the baton on. And the, the examples you gave, Jim, are, are great about this repetition we find in the Old Testament of just how important it is to be, you know, passing on the faith to the next generation, to our, our, our children. And you already kind of started us towards the next question, that continuity of Scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So what does the New Testament then have to say about children's ministry? And same follow-up, are, are there any examples that come to mind? Well, similar to the Old Testament, the New Testament as well, as at least at that time, had a different setup for teaching their children about who Jesus was and is. Um, in fact, um, Matthew 19 tells us that the disciples weren't too keen on the idea of these children coming to Jesus, and they were trying to shoo them away and that, that Jesus wouldn't have time to spend with children. He has more important things to you to do. In fact, what Jesus said to them, probably startled them to some degree. He said, no, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Jesus did not have more important things to do. One of the important things to do was to spend time as well with children. He wanted to teach these children about who he was as well and that it was important for them to know who he was. Jesus made children a high priority in his life have he passed on the faith. And also in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, we read again to some this familiar passage uh, where Paul is writing to a, a young pastor by the name of Timothy, 
these words, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. This uh, verse, this, this uh, person by the name of Timothy was brought up in a home where that Christian education started at the home. And we are sure, because of what Paul writes here to Timothy, that um, Lois and Eunice were faithful in their devotions, faithful in reading the Word, and faithful in passing on to Timothy this same baton of the Christian faith. Uh, And even Jesus as a boy, we understand from the Gospels. He grew up in the wisdom and in stature because he was trained as well by his parents and the synagogue about the importance of fearing God. So it's, it's pretty clear then that we see in the New Testament time and time again the, the importance of raising up kids in the faith. And let's, uh, let's kind of funnel down, let's drill down a little bit more into that. And Julie, can you tell us what are some important aspects or, or things that we need to make sure we're focusing on when we're thinking about children's ministry? Well, we need to have doctrinally sound teaching at every age level, and we need to show them what living out sound doctrine looks like in their daily lives. So we want them to know the Bible stories, but we also want them to know how to pray, and we want them to know how to worship. Um, We want them to understand how trusting Jesus can give them peace and joy. And we want to teach them to be disciples who then go and make more disciples. Thank you. So, so recognizing that uh, it's it's all about discipleship, really. It's it's this propagation of, of the faith here. And one thing that Jim highlighted, uh, especially in the Old Testament and and in the New Testament as well, especially with the upbringing of Timothy, was the the role uh, of parents. But I'm wondering, Julie, if you can tell us a little bit what what is the relationship between the church and parents or guardians when it comes to raising kids in the faith right so the church is here to help and support the parents the kids have the opportunity to learn and grow in church but we only see them for a few hours a week so it's important that we're giving the parents the tools and the resources that they can continue that discipleship at home and that we're here to help when needed yeah and that's that's something we've grown in quite a bit these these last couple of years, especially this idea of, of equipping parents to continue um, Bible lessons and Sunday school lessons when, when they get home. Same with VBS and, and over the summer when Sunday school isn't happening. So that's that's been great these last couple of years. But Jim, speaking of relationships, now that you've kind of you know, laid this foundation uh, for children's ministry, can you tell us what is the relationship between theology and, and children's ministry? Is it just a, a matter of sharing simple versions of, of Bible stories, or, or is there more to it? And, of course, you want me to answer this in about two minutes. There have been books written on the theology of children's ministry. But let me just share quickly some insights that I received from, from some of those readings and from other pastors and I guess let me deal with it with a Christological kind of focus, Christological in nature, Christ-centered teaching. Something that has impressed me in my upbringing and over the years has been the just constant joining of hands with the home, the church, and Christian education in schools. In my own upbringing, 
both at, uh, at home and in church and in Christian school, uh, each of these places taught me who Jesus was, and by the examples of, of parents and teachers where I was taught, you not only are taught it, but you can catch it. Uh, you can catch the faith and, and begin to understand who Jesus is, and that's always impressed me about this trio that works together. And I'm glad you mentioned that, that children's ministry is, is uh, well, about telling Bible stories, and I think Julie mentioned that as well, but it's even more than that, as, as she implied. Uh, Children's ministry is not just about Bible stories, but it's what those Bible stories are about and who those Bible stories point to. Uh, I, I think that theologically, at least, biblically, uh, we want to point our children to Jesus, just as Julie mentioned. And at a very young age, at a very young age, to start building a relationship with Jesus. And so uh, some of that's done through singing. I know our, our, some of our children's ministries and children's worship, they will sing. Even the simple songs that have lasted through the decades, uh, through the centuries, like Jesus Loves Me, points people to Jesus. Uh, we try to keep a Christological focus here at Community. Um, everything we do, everything we teach our children is all about Jesus and that the relationship with Jesus is of utmost importance. We want our, our children to grow, to become devoted to him as, uh, I think, was it that term, little disciples that Julie mentioned earlier, uh, that our children can become disciples of Jesus Christ. I think theologically as well, we, we try to keep a kingdom focus, a kingdom oriented. Uh, we want our children to learn, as we continue to learn as adults, that Jesus rules, that he's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and uh, he's the ruler of their life. And let me conclude by saying as well, just maybe to help us understand the theology of children's ministries, that what we're really after is, is um, to share the gospel with the children. We don't want to assume that they know it just because they're brought up in a Christian home. We, we want to share the gospel with them in our church setting as well. We want to tell God's story. God's story about redemption. God's story about the problem we have when we're born with regarding our sin and the solution that God had in, in sending Jesus. We tell that story of redemption. Uh, we also want to uh, teach in our children's ministry this whole idea of protecting our children from secular influences. And again, home, church, and school are opportunities that we have to pass on this Christian education because we know how quickly, even through uh, some of the secular books uh, that, that are written, educational-wise, that, that uh, give the wrong answer to questions. We want to shape our children to become messengers of Christ as they grow. And um, it's our goal here at Community just to keep children's ministry as a high priority. Again, mentioning that uh, Jesus gave all the time in the world that was needed to children when they came to him. We want to keep children's ministry uh, one of our high-priority ministries as we uh, start a child off in the way that they should go. That's great. Thank you, Jim. And I especially like that that image of the church, family, and, and school. I, I think there's kind of an, an older image of like the three legs of a, of a stool when it comes to children's ministry and, and Christian education in general. And But uh, it, it's great to, that we're keeping this Christological focus. We're staying Christ-centered and we're saying, staying kingdom-centered. But at the same time, we're, we're, we're always focused on, on sharing the gospel and not assuming that kids have already 
heard, you know, all of these Bible stories, this great, gigantic story of God's plan of redemption. So there's there's a lot to focus on. There's a, a lot going on. But as we're starting to, to wrap up this podcast, Julie, can you tell us right now for all the many children's ministries going on, what is the most exciting part of children's ministry at Community Church Roselawn today, right now? First of all, I am thrilled with my volunteers. They are amazing, talented people who are doing big things for God, and I am so thankful for them. And I'm also excited to see God growing the number of kids in our church, and not just for numbers sake, but to see so many families invested in church. It is so satisfying to see a big group of kids worshiping upstairs and to see classrooms that are busy with lots of friends learning together. It is awesome to see and to hear. Thank you. And, and thank you both, Jim and Julie, for uh, taking the, the time today to, to have this important discussion. And uh, listeners, hopefully you are keeping an eye on your bulletin, on the announcements for the next step in this children's ministry vision team process. So our, our, our next step is going to be kind of a, a think tank roundtable discussion. We're going to sit down together and we're going to think and discuss what are the, the strengths and the areas of improvement that we might see in our children's ministries here at Community Church going forward. So keep an eye out for that announcement and hopefully this, this short little podcast was a, a blessing to you and blessings on the rest of your week. Thank you.